Hey Podnuts, Corey here from Instant House Call. Whether you're a break-fix tech who needs to provide remote support on demand without pre-installed software, or a managed service provider who wants to connect to unattended PCs anytime, Instant House Call makes remote support easy. I want to invite you to try Instant House Call free for yourself. Go to podnuts.com and click on the link in the show notes, then use the promo code PODNUTS. Instant House Call is the best remote support on earth. We can prove it. Try it free now and see for yourself. Hey everyone, welcome to PodNuts Daily, episode 494, a show for computer repair techs by computer repair techs. I'm your host, Paco LeBron. I'm joined today by Rick Smith over at Renactus Technology. Welcome to the show, Rick. Hey, Paco. <laughs> Thanks for having me. No, no problem. So what we uh, a little backstory. Uh, me and you had met over at the unconvention, um, I think, uh, with a bunch of the other, a couple of the other guys kind of that we kind of assembled throughout that weekend. Um, we hit it off. We, we shared a lot of uh, great tips and things that we're kind of doing uh, similarly, along with uh, a lot of things. You're out in uh, New Jersey, right? Yep. So I uh, felt that you would be a, a great guest to come on and. I'm glad you uh, glad you're on. So um, just uh, kind of tell the audience and the listeners a little bit about yourself and how would you uh, get to the point you are today? OK, well, first, let me tell you, I'm really excited to be here. It was really great to meet you guys and good to know you know, to spend time with guys who are doing the same thing you're doing and to know that you're not the only one going through what, you, what you're going through. But uh, a little history about me. I've uh, been now in tech since 2003, technically. Um, Renactus started as another company, as a side business while I was working a full-time job, trying to support a family. Uh, my wife noticed that this is what I loved and I was miserable at my other job. So she encouraged me, it's time to move on and start your business full-time. So, you know, like every other tech, that, you know, all the stories I've heard from people on the show, similarly the same way. I started out tinkering with things since I was a little kid. I uh, got into computers. Hey, back in the, my first computer was a Commodore VIC-20. Uh, we, we talked about this in, in Unconvention that, I, you know, I had a VIC-20 and a 60, Commodore 64, which I still have them both sitting in the box. Um, but th that's where I tinkered around did a little Apple stuff, but really things hit off, I guess, when Windows 95 came out and uh, the packet bells were on sale. And, uh, you know, basically I saved up all my money, bought a packet bell and took it apart to see how it worked. <laughs> and, and that's really from there. I had been tinkering around. I still hadn't, you know, I still wasn't into tech. I was doing other jobs, some sales jobs. I worked on Wall Street for a while. but. Uh, Tech was always that passion in, in the back. So whenever things were going on, every time with computers, even at work, I'm tinkering around trying to figure out how things work. And uh, that really got me started. So 90% of, you know, what I've learned and what I do is self-taught. It's it's reading, uh, learning from guys like you, you know, watching shows. And uh, that's got me to where I'm at today. Um, I had a few bumps in the road took some time off was, you know, one of the things I noticed that was, you know, as I was trying to do this as a business is that, you know, I love doing the tech work, but I was a terrible businessman. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Yep. So, I, I know where you're, I know what you're talking about. Yep. 
<laughs> so that that was that was the struggle with me. It's like, hey, I love doing this, but I'm not generating enough revenue to support myself, to support my family. And, you know, so I had to go back to doing other jobs and back to tech on the side. But then I, I finally decided, I guess it was really four years ago that this was all I really wanted to do. And I had to, if I was going to be successful, as you, as the cliche goes that you guys that I hear all the time, you know, you're not, you can't just work in your business. You have to work on your business. So, you know, that's where my focus has been now is, is trying to be a better businessman, a better computer repair business owner, as well as a better computer repair business tech. So, you know, I, I rebranded the companies uh, in 2015, made it Renactus Technology. Uh, and since then, really, things have just been going a lot better. All right. Now, I know you mentioned that you were in Wall Street uh, before and you kind of got frustrated and that's what made you kind of leave out to do the computer repair uh, business. So I, I know for me, I was working at an automotive software firm and I was working at a pharmaceutical uh, consulting firm. And the main reason for leaving the automotive software firm was just that environment was just so angry. And so like it just made you into just a completely different person. And then once I left, I understood how things are just not in wrapped around that business. That's not how life should be. And then going to the pharmaceutical consulting company, it was very chill, but it was more, I didn't get the value as far as they valued me as an employee at the business, which made me really turn the turn and really made sure to get the business going as far as I can before they ended up laying off the department. What was the deciding factor or what were the factors that made you say, you know what, this just isn't for me. It's paying the bills, but I need to, I need to change. Well, I, I think I should make a, a little correction. I did work. I worked on Wall Street when I first got out of college. And, uh, you know, I did that for roughly eight years or so. I don't want to I'm going to start dating myself. really, But, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, and then I did some I worked for some Fortune 500 companies, actually Fortune 10 companies in sales. So, you know, the, the whole thing is still it's still the, the it's still the the rat race. You're, you're, you know, chasing your own tail a lot. You're successful. You're, you're paying the bills. But I was just miserable. I come home. I, you know, my, my wife is isn't was is an entrepreneur, excuse me. And, you know, she left the Fortune 10 company to start her own business, you know, and just, you know, she had that drive, that passion. And, and she would watch me come home every day. And she say, you, you just look tired. You look miserable. And, and, you know, my thinking is it doesn't matter. I'm a father, a husband, I got to do what I got to do. And she's like, you can't survive your life, you know, being miserable at a job. You have to follow your dreams. You have to follow your passion. So really, I would say if I have to give credit, you know, <laughs> besides my own frustration, you know, I have to give her credit for pushing me. And, you know, it, it, it's twofold when, when someone who is she starting her own business and I'm the only solid breadwinner in the house. And she says, okay, it's time for you to move on. Meaning that she knows that we're both taking a huge risk, you know? And, but it was that, it was that motivation. It was that, you know, and just finally saying, you know, I'll spend 30 years at this company. I'll retire, have a decent, you know, 
retirement and everything. But I will have said at the end, I didn't do anything I was really happy about. Right. And I think the biggest piece, like you said, I mean, it's a lot. And a lot of people tell me this, too. But, um, you know, for those that are so still that old school minded and, you know, that one track mind of, man, you're going on your own. You know, that's a huge risk. That's a big gamble. And it's and there's a saying that I heard that I love saying back to whenever I hear that is that's a big gamble. It's like, well, yeah, if I'm going to bet, I'd rather bet on myself because that's the only thing you can control. Right. Um, and if you lose, you understand that you just didn't do enough for yourself. Um, and I think that's great. I think that's great to have that support force and, and just understanding that, you know, you followed step and her being an entrepreneur and that allowed you to kind of risk and take that too. That's awesome. And I know that you had mentioned that, you know, obviously, you know, you hit a couple bumps and then you went back to the, uh, to the workforce. Now I know a lot of us who have kind of done that left and gone back to the workforce just ended up being miserable going back. Did you have a sense of accomplishment saying, you know what, I'm taking care of my family. This is just a temporary thing. Or at that time, did you feel that that was a closure of the business? You're going back to uh, corporate America and hey, this is what it is because I didn't cut out to it. Like, What was your feeling when you made that decision to go back before jumping back into doing your own business? Well, it was it was it was frustrating. But what what it was, I went back and I said, okay, what I need to do is establish some kind of steady income. But I never officially closed the company. I kept some of the clients I had. I continued to do that work on the side. Uh, So it was it was a sense of, okay, I need to do these things for the security, for the financial portion of it. But it was it was I tell you i I spent a year out doing that, and I realized I was extremely miserable now, you know, so right even worse said, than before exactly even worse than before, so I said, you know what I'm going to make this work, and part of making it work was realizing what it is in the first place that didn't work out that brought me back to corporate America, and it's like I said earlier. I think I'm a decent tech, but I was a terrible businessman. So that that Porsche, that part of it is what I had to work on. And and you know, that is probably, you know, it's one of those if you knew then what you knew now, I never would have went back from 2003. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, we'll uh we'll, we'll hit that cuz I'll be curious on what you kind of did to help build out that out. Um as far as business tips you can give on being a better business owner. Um but you know, what do you currently do now for your business? Are you strictly an MSP? I think I just heard Jeff Hellish throw up in his mouth. Um, are you, you know, break fix and uh, doing managed services? Are you, do you have a shop or are you working from home and kind of addressing your clients that way? Okay. Well, I am, <laughs> I, I'm a hybrid. I, I do, you know, a little bit of everything. So I do have MSP clients and but I do a lot of break fix it. And in my opinion, the break fix keeps you sharp, you know? So I do, I do still do residential, uh, not as much as I used to, but you know, so I, I'm, I'm kind of doing both as far as, uh, you know, I, I work from home and, uh, I'm a solo tech. So, you know, I hire out when I need to, just to, to if I'm overwhelmed with some things that need to be done, but, uh, you know, it, it's 
it, it fits for me what I'm doing now. I've uh, one of the things again, like about evaluating your business and knowing what you know how to be better is knowing what your limits are. So you know, so I, I've learned what I can do and what I can't do, and so I don't take on projects that that don't fit what what we can offer, what Renactus can offer. So you've already kind of decided on what your niche services are going to be. This is what you're going to stand by. If something makes sense, you may kind of dabble outside of that. But for the most part, these are your core features and you have now or core services that you offer. And now you've made it where you can decide whether you want to take it or not because you've made that decision or that line per se in the sand. Exactly. You know, one of the things that that trouble I ran into before is, you know, you you're chasing the dollar doing the job, so you say yes to everything. And then sometimes you say yes and you realize, what the heck am I doing? What have I gotten into? You know what I mean? And then you you spend more time trying to figure out what you're doing and how to solve this this issue or this this project you've taken on for a client, then in the end you've spent more time, more money than than it was worth. So for me now, I, I, I have a pretty good understanding of, you know, what I can do, what my capabilities are. And, you know, so I, I will say, no, um, I can't take on this, but I can probably recommend someone who can or I can help you find someone who can or at least walk you through the process of finding someone who can. And, and clients appreciate that because, you know, and then they at least know that you're honest with them and you're not trying to do something that you can't do. Right. No. And and, and that's bananas, too, because I literally this past week, I think I formally made the decision to myself that and I guess I'll let it out now um, and talk about it more in the next episode. But I've made the decision that I'm just going to cut residential because, yeah, I had a real like this year has been a lot of nickel and dimers. And for clients that are just price conscious and a lot of them long term clients that, you know, it's an argue every single time. And I had a real bad one this past Thursday that really burned me really bad. And I'll talk about it more detail in the next episode. But it's just this lady just did not want to pay that diagnostic fee after being talked about it. And it just it, it got me so upset to how she just wanted to avoid making this payment. And I've had kind of a similar trend fighting for me to get a dollar from these people that I think I just got to the point where, you know what, I think I can make some simplified of my process and me running around and just going straight, uh, you know, business clients in 2018. But now talking to you, you said something really interesting. And I have to agree with you is the fact that the reason why you still keep residential clients is it keeps you sharp. And I have to agree to that because it's normally them that bring you the newer cheap technology sometimes, the newer thing on the market, the newer the thing. And and, and it's up to you to either A, figure out, hey, how do I work on this thing and get paid to learn it or decide that these are not going to be the type of things you support as you kind of bring those on as your business clients or if your business uh, business owners are asking you, hey, what about this thing? Now you have a little bit of experience of it because you know, you've kind of worked on it with a residential client that may not have been brought to you on a business capacity. So I think that's pretty cool that how you said that is right on the money. And now I'm debating if I should even, now that I made that hard, like, I mean, literally it was Friday. I I, I really thought about it. I was talking to John about it. 
and uh, John Dubinsky. And it was just one of those where I was like, man, that's it. And now hearing that, maybe, you know, it's a nice little extra money on top to to kind of as I move forward. So that'll be a that'll be another thing on this rabbit hole that uh that I go through. One of the things that about residential, you know, we I guess we all recurring revenue is where we all want to go. Business clients is where we all want to be. But one of the things too about residential, it's it's the gift and the curse. Is a lot of times the customer doesn't know what the problem is, so they call you. You really never know what you're walking into. So it does keep you sharp. So. As far as like, what are some of your your favorite tools that you like to use, whether residential or business uh, software or hardware that are like must haves, you know, outside of the laptop, outside of like maybe a notebook to take with you? You know, what are some of your favorite tools that you take with you on a particular job or just even, you know, helping manage your uh, recurring clients uh, from home and making it easier for you? Well, the most indispensable tool I have now is Repair Shopper. <laughs> it is you know, one of the things I, you know, about being a better businessman is understanding where you are. And Repair Shopper has helped me tremendously with that, you know, the ticketing. So that that's probably my most indispensable tool. But when I go out on jobs, I use, uh, I, I'm really now, um, I'm really liking the, the Malware Bytes Tech tool set. You know, it, I've I've always been a I've been a subscriber to the uh, Repair Techs, uh, the Tech USB and Tech Waru, um, which I do use as well. Um, I'm trying to think some, but I'm really starting to like the the Malwarebytes toolset. Uh, what else am I using? Really? Uh, so, is there anything in that uh, toolset that you like? You find like, man, this is just so much easier. Just throwing this on, running it. I get the info that I need or I can run whatever tool I need on an app like what in because I know in the tool set um, for those that don't know Malwarebytes offers a technician tool set where you subscribe and they have two tiers. They have a basic tier that's free that you can jump on and then they have a paid tier which is $349 a year that allows you to access some really cool malware remediation tools, issue scanners and things like that. Um, cause I've actually tried that out when, uh, they kind of launched it last year, but is there anything in that tool that you say, you know what, that's, what's worth the, 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 the yearly fee that I'm paying for this, uh, tool set. Well, I, I like the, uh, I like the, the malware, but the actual scanner is great. The malware scanner itself is great. Oh, uh, they have a, um, I think it's called system problems or system issue scanner. Yeah, I, I, I'm probably getting the type the name wrong, but uh, that that is very good. And also, they just introduced the uh, the anti bundleware, I think they call it. Yep, <laughs> which is good too. You just see you see a lot of junk in there, you know. And so I, I, I'm um, those those are great. I, I am uh, still using as well the the tech tech one as well. Um, that that helps with this. Uh, and I got this actually from you. The first thing I do is actually run that detect USB to scan the hard drive and scan for any issues that are that you know could save me time trying to fix something when the main problem is there's a bad hard drive or bad memory things like that. But uh, I, I really I'm I'm trying to use them both. One of the greater things about uh, using the tech USB is since I'm using Repair Shopper, the reports go right into a ticket. So um, what I'd love to be able to do 
actually posted this is I could add the malware bytes as an additional uh, the malware bytes tool set as an additional app inside the repair shopper. I mean, excuse me, inside the uh, repair tech. So I, I want to see if that's possible. I think where it's going to happen, you need your the license. I'm, I'm going to see. I, I put it out there to see if anyone knew how to do it or if it was possible. If it's possible, I, I just what I wanted to be able to do is get maybe if that reporting can work over as well, that would just be great. And I don't mind paying for them both for, you know, to do it that way. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I, I think uh, so. I've been a repair shopper uh, lifer. I mean, I've been with them for past, I think, five years coming up now. Uh, it's such a great tool and repair tech uh, using their tech suite. And like you said, I think what sold me on tech suite was the fact of having those reports available into the ticket and being able to pull it out. Now, I'm not sure if you've tried this out, but they've recently mer- uh, talked about their merger and because of their merger, uh, Repair Tech and Repair Shopper, they've now launched a new product that's an open beta called Synchro MSP. And I'm loving that tool. I mean, it literally is Repair Shopper with an RMM system integrated in there. And the way that the layout looks and everything, how everything kind of pulls through, it's it's pretty sweet, especially for the cost of getting both of those at the same time. And now there's a couple of things. Again, it is open beta and they're working out the um, the bugs. But, you know, for those that are doing the whole hybrid or trying to, you know, go from break fixed straight into MSP and th- those that are using Repair Shopper, I would very highly encourage those to check out Synchro MSP uh, when you get a chance. Yeah, it, it, I, I've uh, actually I'm testing it out in beta as well. Um so I'm trying to, and I think you and I had this conversation too, how one of the things I did too is I jumped around on, on the RMM platforms when I first started this, and I, I should have done a little more research, and I probably uh, would have settled on one a lot sooner. But uh, like I told you, I think I, we mentioned this, I, I used one that I thought was too busy, and then I went to Ninja, which I thought was not busy enough, but I'm really starting to appreciate it. But now I've been messing around with the Synchro and uh, now, while it's not the RMM is not where Ninja is yet, it it it, it is is promising. And I, I know these guys, um, you know, from using both of their products for a long time. My hope is they get it, they listen to the community, and, and get it where we look where where it can be something where I can switch off and and go there. Gotcha. Yeah, I think uh, you know, there's a lot of great guys over there. They've always been community first. Um, yeah, Ian, uh, Troy and, uh, Robert over there, those guys have been always great on both separate products. And now the fact that they're together, uh, especially with synchro, you know, I, I, same as you, I mean, they, they came coming out with some great stuff and that's the purpose of the open beta is to report a lot of these bugs and stuff. But I mean, for those that are really trying to get it figured out, you know, definitely this is one of those tools that you want to try out, but uh, as we kind of go on, I'm still using the repair shopper system. And that's kind of where I was too, trying to figure out, okay, do I keep all my break fixed and repair shopper and keep all my MSP, all my business clients in synchro or in Ninja, um, depending on how that's going to play out or do, or I'm sorry. Yeah. Repair shopper and synchro, or do I 
merge them all into synchro and kind of use their stuff moving forward. So, cause I've never been a Kabuto uh, user. I've tried it out a couple of times, but exactly kind of like what you said, um, just bouncing around Kabuto just didn't do a lot of the stuff that I needed as a hybrid that I was so used to in Ninja. And I think that it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting as they kind of move forward and kind of seeing where we all land uh, on that as well. Um, outside of uh, Repair Shopper, uh, Tech Suite, and Malwarebytes, uh, any other uh, hardware or any software tools that uh, you use on a daily basis, or just you know to try and get yourself out of a, a, a out of a pinch sometimes? Well, uh, <laughs> another staple is Fabs Auto Backup, which <laughs> which uh, I you know use it all the time. Um, trying to think, as I say, I use Ninja for my RMM. Um, trying to think there's anything, you know, it's a bunch of smaller tools I've used, tried out, uh, is it UVK? Uh, but the, those, you know, I'm really, I'm really simple. So I think what, what I, the stack I've been using has, has worked for me. Um, and the, the other thing is, you know, this is something, again, I hate to keep referring back to the unconvention, but being a solo tech, being busy, I never really get time to try these things out. So I, I always want to, or, or ne- try them out may not be correct. I don't get time to learn them the way I should, because I'm sure there are tools out there that I'm not touching that could be very effective for me. And I see them, uh, you know, I hear you know, I see them advertised or I hear people talking about them. I'll download them or take a look at the site. And then three weeks, four weeks later, it's still sitting in this folder I have that says, check this out, <laughs> which I don't get to too much. So uh, one of the things I'm, I'm hoping the community does, um, I, I know you mentioned this in, in, in your the last episode, which is, I guess, your first episode, was uh, what, what uh, Nick Lenius, I hope I'm saying that right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, that video that he went for the automations. Right now, if if we could get text to contribute things like that, you know, and not necessarily you know show us all your business tricks or secrets, but there are things that everyone has learned about certain products that they're doing that you know we're not really aware of. I, I knew that the automation was there. I just never found any use for it. And and repair shop i never well i never took the time to learn it and then i watched his video a couple of weeks ago and i was like this is great you know so that that is one of the things i don't necessarily have the the time to to delve in as much as i should uh to to learn to learn new tools or or even to more effectively use the tools that i'm using so uh that that's just one of the things that I, I, I wish for is that we can get some more on hand videos like that. So you, you hit a you hit a real sore spot with me, and and I think and it's exactly like you said, and I think that this is what I really hate about forums and group, Facebook groups because they don't encourage the sharing of this type of documentation or this videos or these tutorials, because there's oftentimes where business owners or technicians feel that a, they don't really have anything to contribute, although they probably do. And two, if they have the courage to do so, there's always that one or two jerk. And I'm going to say jerk in the, in, in, in the groups that make them feel inadequate. Like they should have known 
or, oh, we all know this. What are you doing? You should have done this better. And that's a horrible feeling for especially a, a, a brand new or a start off tech um, just trying to learn or just some of us established one. We don't know everything. And, you know, and there's a, and I have left Facebook groups because, you know, there's some of those that feel like they're just all high and mighty. And, you know, and there's some text that genuinely had a problem and a question, and they went to the actual group of fellow technicians to get their input versus going to Google. They wanted to see what was their experience, because experience speaks louder than just going into Google sometimes. And that's why we build or my personal opinion is why we should build these groups is to help those from them getting into the computer business all the way to them having been in business for so many years, and they're just trying to figure out some new stuff that they probably didn't learn. And I think what's really disheartening is a lot of people that feel that they are this type of, you know, you better make sure you do diligence and you better make sure you Google. You're you're imposing this, this um, what's the word I'm looking for? But basically you're putting this like requirement that, you know, yes, we all should figure this all out. But you know what? Sometimes we're ha- we have an off day. Sometimes we we just didn't remember it, or sometimes we just couldn't figure it out. And exactly like you said, I literally closed my Slack uh, system probably like a month before, and watching Nick's videos made me reopen it for that reason on why it was valuable to have it open. And being a solo tech and hearing all this stuff. I mean, the session I had with John on Friday when he came down, uh, we had a little uh, powwow. He ran through UVK for me. And I mean, and there's settings in there that I just was like, man, this is awesome. I didn't even have to script this out, you know. And, you know, it's things like that where this is why the network is here. That's why we're hoping with that secret uh, Facebook group that Jeff is creating for those Patreons that are contributing to the Computer Repair Podcast, that this is a home that you can ask even the dumbest questions. And even if there is, hey, there's going to be people that will ask it. And get quite frankly, if there's someone that just doesn't like it, hey, you can go to one of the other Facebook groups that you're happy with because, yeah, there's certain groups that are have a niche, that have a specific topic and has a particular standard. Hey, all power to you. That's just not a group for me. I think we should be here to be helping. Um, and yeah, and that's kind of it. That's kind of my uh, my rant and rave for this uh, for this show on there. Um, but yeah, I think there's a lot, you know, we would really benefit from those really reaching out and understanding and just not being a jerk to one of another because we all don't know everything. Exactly. And sometimes we just forget that. We forget that, hey, at, there was a point where I had to learn this from, you know, someone else showed me something or, you know. I didn't always know everything. So that's what we, we all forget. And when, when guys, I, I totally agree. And it turns me off. And I've dropped out of a couple of the same thing, a couple of the Facebook groups for that same reason. Because every time I read a comment, it's followed up by X, Y, and Z's negative comment to that comment. So, it, it, it you know, it turns you off. And it definitely, you know, I, I know for myself Going to the young convention, I met a lot of guys like me who, who you know, were doing it themselves. We talk, share ideas. And they're like, hey, wow, that's a great idea. They say that to me. I'm like, from me? And then, you know, it, I get a good idea from them. And that is the way the community should be. And the bottom line is, you know, something I Jeff says it all the time. And it, I've learned it to be true. You know, I'm in New Jersey, which is a, a, a pretty dense state. But there's enough work for everyone. You know, so I don't have to feel like 
if 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 I show you something, you're automatically going to now crush my business, or you, you know, you're going to hurt my business. And it doesn't necessarily be that way. And if we want to, you know, you you spend time in these communities, you know, they're supposed to be for help. They're supposed to be the sharing of ideas, you know, whether those ideas are good or bad. And the other thing is, you know, I learned a long time ago, there's no stupid question. You're only stupid for not asking a question if you don't know. Yep. Because the question you're asking, there's probably five others that had that same question. Exactly. Exactly. No, I'm totally agreeing with you. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you know, outside of that, so we covered software, we covered, uh, is there any hardware tools uh, outside of the, you know, the typical like screwdriver and kind of everything else that you kind of, uh, to work on there? Is it mostly just, that's really what you do is your SaaS products, kind of the software. And that's kind of what a majority of what you're seeing nowadays. Right. It, it really is. You know, I do, I carry my toolkit in case I have to fix some cables and things like that. But, uh, Really, is this really most of the calls I get, particularly on the residential side, you know, is you know, my screen's broke. I pick up the computer, refix the screen, or the, uh, you know, I, <laughs> nine times out of ten, it's like it's just slow or it won't get on the internet. So all I really need is some some real brain power and uh, maybe a couple of tools every now and then. What I try to do though, I'll, I've been trying to do a lot more without without using tools. I don't know if that makes sense, but I'm just trying to to be more hands on and not just simply relying on tools. I am, I, you know, I have said forever, but uh, I've committed myself to taking the uh, um, what is it? Uh, I can't, the antivirus course. Uh, oh, the um, Ken Dwight's, Ken Dwight's um, virus remediation course. Right, and, and, and you know what's funny is I'm not seeing as many viruses anymore. I don't know if they're just dying out or uh, the, the software is getting better, but uh, but you know I, I'm just you know as far as the tools go, that's really my my basics. Um, every now and then, there's something else I got to bring, like my toaster to copy something or uh, you know to copy a drive, things like that. But uh, sure, but that, that's that's basically it. Okay, all right, cool. Um, so what are some business tips that has worked for you? I know that we, uh, talked about earlier on how, you know, your second time around, you made it a real emphasis on trying to become a better computer repair business owner versus just being a computer technician running a computer business. So what were some things that you kind of invested in yourself or that you looked out for that you felt really helped you kind of get yourself closer to the image that you're hoping to have either gotten already or get to? Well, I I think it's a couple of things. Probably most important is knowing my limits and, and, and not being afraid to say no. So, and that means even when there's times where, like you just said about the, the, the issue you had with the, with the customer who didn't want to pay the diagnostic fee and was trying, you know, and it's things like that where people say they ask you for a price, they call you and ask you for a price. You give them a price. Well, the guy down the street said it's this, or the guy I called in this place said it's that. Can you do better? My price is X. You know, and, and learning to turn down that work. A lot of times, you know, what I've learned is every not every time, but for the most part, you give discounts or you, you try to work with people and it ends up becoming more work. That customer becomes more work than it was ever worth it, even if you would have charged them the rent, your regular price. So my first my first learning and my, my 
golden rule now is it's okay. I don't have to have every customer. I don't, every person who calls me or every person who, you know, I, I go see, they don't have to be a client. So, and that, that's first and foremost. Secondly is, you know, along with knowing your limits, it's also knowing you can't do everything in your business. As, as a solo tech, one of the things that, you know, I found myself where I, I really had no time was I was trying to do everything, design my website, do my books, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, be an accountant, be a marketer, be a sales, you know, all of these things, you know, they come naturally to you during the, you know, as you're going through your day, you have to sell your company. When you walk out, you go to someone's home or someone's business, you are selling yourself. You are marketing then and you are, you know, you are the marketing department, the sales department. But at the same time, I can't do the accounting as well. You know, spending time, I, I've worked on my website, which I still have, but, uh, you know, I built it. And it was really, and I, I'm not really a designer. It was really because, A, I wasn't, I guess, trustworthy enough to trust someone else with it because I didn't want them, I, I wanted my vision to be present. And two, it was like, okay, well, I can save myself, you know, X amount of dollars if I don't get a designer and I do it myself. But in the end, all the hours I spent on doing it, learning how to do it, and it, it wasn't worth it. So those things now I'm learning, you know, like I have an accountant. Everything goes in the repair in the repair shopper. It sinks right over to QuickBooks. I don't even look at it again. I don't see it. You know, I, I'll look and check and see where my numbers are, of course, see what I'm doing. But I'm not trying to now balance my books. So I'm not trying to get all my, my paperwork ready for tax time. You know, he, he's handling those things for me. And that's the, the smart thing. I'm eventually going to move my website over to, uh, to Matt Rodella. I'm, that's, that's something I'm going to do so that I, again, I'm not responsible for that. I was doing uh, using a third party to do uh, web design for me for my clients. What has turned out is, you know, that person I was using basically was doing it on his time. So I'm giving the customer one date, he's giving me a date, and those dates don't mesh. So I'm no longer <laughs> web design. We don't do it anymore. I'll find somebody for you. I'll even help you manage the project with my with you know, if you're a business client of mine and you need a website or you need a redesign, I'll help you manage the project, but I won't do it. I won't take responsibility for it. So it, it's it's those little things, I think. Um, and also, one of the other, probably the biggest lesson I learned is you can't do it all the time. You have to take time for yourself because you'll burn out. And uh, so when I, you know, it, it, it's a lot of hours where I'll, uh, a lot of days I'll, I'll end up working until 8, 9 o'clock when I don't want to because I have to finish something or I want to finish something. But I'm going to get that time back. I may not work Saturday. I'll take Saturday off and just do something totally unrenactus related so that, you know, I, I have a sense of enjoying life. <laughs> enjoying life. I, uh, you know, I, one of the things I've done for a couple of years, which has worked for me and it has also helped me on my time of, of stopping work. I coach middle school basketball. So, you know, three nights a week, I have to be done by 6.30 to make practice. So, you know, and, and it gives me, you know, it gives me a release from from the work and all of the things that's going on. I don't have to think, of, you know, it gives me some time not to have to think about it all the time. 
So, so how do you manage your time for travel for something like that? So, you know, let's say you have a project that you got to get done and you're unsure on how that project will end. Do you have a kind of an idea now for the projects that you're doing? Um, let's say that you're offsite on a business or have you gotten to a point where you kind of know what, or have that word tracks or have that speech to tell the client, Hey, you know what, you know, as you're planning uh, the project or that appointment, Hey, I have a hard cut off at this time. Um, then if it, we happen to hit up against that, we'll have to, you know, reconvene at another time. Right. Yeah. I, I try to be as, as no, well, not try to, I, I'm open with the client about that. I say, Hey, I, you know, I tell them on them, if I, if I'm ended up doing the, anything on the days that I have to be a coaching, Hey, I have to stop at six 30 or if I'm further away, I have to stop at six fifteen or six o'clock. Um, or I just, you know, the smart thing is try not to book anything. If I think something's going to take an hour, I have to give it two. So I have to be to practice at seven. I can't book anything after four. You know, so, I mean, that that's probably the, the better way to do it. But, you know, you can walk in, like I say, you can walk into any job and think it's going to take you 15 minutes. And when you look at it, you spent 15 hours on the same thing. And, you know, it just ends up sometimes working that way. So you never know. And, and you know, if you go in and you realize that, that's why I tell a customer all the time, you know, I'll come, you know, they'll call and they say, how much is this? How much is that? I'll say, well, if your problem is X, then it, it, it costs this. It should take this amount of time. But I can't tell you that until, you know, we take a look at it. Because all the time they want to know, everyone's particularly residential. And I understand what does it cost? How long is it going to take? And they want a hard answer and they expect you to, to, you know, they expect they're going to hold you to that. So I always put the caveat in. I'll tell you normally within the first 15 minutes or so when I'm there, what I think this is going to take. And then we can make a decision from there, whether we're going to complete it today, whether you want me to take it back to my shop and work on it, or whether you want to, you know, pay me for my diagnostic fee and move on. So, you know, that's usually the way, and it, it usually works out, you know, but sometimes I get caught, like last week, I uh, couldn't make practice because I was putting in a firewall and something simple, you know, sometimes <laughs> are the hardest things to do. So, um, but it doesn't, but I try to, to, to hold to those, to those things so that, you know, I can get out on time. And, it, you know, it's also, it's, it's. Because I have to be fair to me for my time, but also have to be fair to the customer. You know, you can't tell a guy or, you know, any customer, it's going to take an hour. It's going to take two hours. And then you're there four or five hours. They, you know, they're going to start questioning whether you actually know what you're doing. Right. And then trying to figure out how to explain it to them in layman's terms as to what happened. Yep. Exactly. Well, I think we're, you know, we're wrapping out on the uh, wrapping up on the show here. Um, is there anything else that, you know, you'd like to share as far as with the audience or just any uh, tips or just any uh, uh, one point to bring home as far as something you've learned or something that you feel like, hey, this is something you should probably take uh, take into consideration before uh, kind of doing, you know, X, et cetera? Well, actually, you know, I, I will reiterate the same point I made. In, in, in business, I have learned, you know, that I can't do everything and I need to, you need to hone down and focus on the things that you do or that you can do, what your capability set is. And I think it will lead to a successful business, successful growth. And the other thing is, is what we've been talking about. And I am not afraid. I, I guess I, 
at the young convention, I've raised my hand and asked a lot of questions. I am not afraid to ask a question if I don't know something. So, and I'm, and I would love to share information that I do have. So, you know, I guess to any tech, I'll tell you whether you've been in the business, you know, five days or 50 years, never be afraid to ask a question and never be too selfish to share your knowledge. No, I couldn't say it any better. That's why, you know, all of us are here on the network as well. Well, I appreciate you coming out, uh, Rick. Um, if anyone wanted to get a hold of you, where can uh, people find you? Well, uh, you can reach me on uh, my email is rick at renactus.com. That's R-E-N-A-C-T-U-S. <laughs> no one ever knows how to spell it. <laughs> uh, I'm on Facebook. Uh, you can actually the company's on Facebook. So it's facebook.com forward slash renactus. Uh, I would tell you my Google Plus, but I have no idea what it is. So. <laughs> Appreciate you coming out. Um, you guys can find me over on Twitter uh, under the handle Shy Tech CEOs, C H I T E K C E O, or on LinkedIn under Paco LeBron. If you'd like to be a guest, send an email to guest at podnuts.com. I want to thank our sponsor, Instant House Call, for this episode of Podnuts Daily. Don't forget, if you need business paperwork to get your to get you started on your computer repair business, then check out the link for the TechNibble Computer Business Kit over at podnuts.com slash deals. Also, I reiter- I kind of really went on uh, about this last episode. I'm going to do the same. You know, if you guys want to help support the Podnuts Network by giving a dollar a month through our subscribe button over at podnuts.com or patreon.com slash podnuts. Uh, again, if you are finding any value with any of the shows on the network, I believe there's currently 10 to 11 shows right now. If any of them are bringing you any entertainment value, please consider uh, giving a dollar a month or just donating $12 and just kind of getting it over with uh, so you're not nickel and dime uh, every month there. We would greatly appreciate it. I want to thank everyone for listening and subscribing to the show and see you next time on Podnuts Daily. Music provided by Steve Cherubino at stevecherubino.com.